Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Oh, look at my front butt. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Despicable Me. And 
about Trinity Dragon because we got sequels for those all through the decade. But yeah, let's see. Ten animated, nine animated, eight animated, five animated, one animated, two book, three <laughs> book, seven comic book. It just seems like that was the trend. The top ten has never been the barometer for the best films of the decade or of the year. And Agreed. I'm not that we're film snobs. Well, we are Speak film snobs in a way. <laughs> but what I'm saying is we're not film snobs as in we watch the top ten movies, but Always the stuff that we love is not the ones that blah, blah, blah. And here's the best picture. The Hurt Locker, Catherine Bigelow. I love Catherine Bigelow. But what's the first films that pop in your head when it comes, when you start thinking, when I say Catherine Bigelow, name two films. Carl. Near Dark and um, the one with Ralph Fiennes. I can't think of the name. For me, it's Near Dark Point Break. Uh, well, well, the one I'm thinking of is the one with uh, Ralph Fiennes at the end of the millennium. Oh, Strange Days, yeah. Strange Days, thank you. Why is it, and this has always been true with the Oscar, that when a director finally wins their Best Picture Oscar, it's for their least film. Or their most... Uh, commercial film or whatever the case would be. Yeah. yeah. The Hurt Locker is good, but it don't deal with its most interesting parts of it until the last five minutes of the fucking movie. Yeah. Let's be honest. The Hurt Locker won Best Director and Best Picture just so they can say, a woman won there. Now tell me, which one of these would you pick of the year as Best Picture? Up in the Air, Up, A Serious Man, Precious, Inglorious Bastards, An Education, District 9, The Blind Side, Avatar, or The Hurt Locker? Which one would you have picked? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, name them again, and then I'll tell you. Name them again. Up in the Air, Up, A Serious Man, Precious, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, me Inglourious too. Inglorious Bastards. And yeah. I would pick Tarantino for Best Director for Inglorious Bastards. Sorry. I do like Best a serious Bastards. man a lot, by the way. I really oh, yeah. like a serious man. And Best Actor is Jeremy Renner in The Hurt Locker, Morgan Freeman is Leviticus. Colin Firth, a single man. George Clooney, up in the air, and Jeff Bridges, one for Crazy Heart. Uh, uh definitely serious man. Yeah, definitely. Jeff Bridges' Oscar was a great career one. Which one would you pick of Jeff Bridges' best roles to be his best actor win? Well, we'll be talking about a film tonight that 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 actually you could consider, and that would be the remake of True Grit. Yeah, yeah. 
for me, Seriously. and this is me going out out of the box, it would probably be Cutter and Bone. Cutter and Bone would definitely be a good choice, no question. Best actress: Meryl Streep, Julian Julia, Gabri Sebade, Precious, Carrie Mulligan in Education, Helen Mirren, The Last Station, Sandra Bullock, The Blind Side. Sandra Bullock won for being a white woman who who takes a poor black kid and adopts him and makes it on her own. Yeah. Uh, not so much. Uh, I know what you pick. I don't know. Say him again and then I'll tell you. Helen Mirren for the last station. Fuck you. No, it's education. That's it. It's education. It's education. Carrie, whatever her name is, for education. Mulligan, yeah. Yeah. And best That's who I would. I got no fucking problems with. Okay. Christopher Waltz won for Hans Landa. Boop. Okay. Oh. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. But look how strong this is. Matt Damon in Viticus. He was good in that. Woody Harrelson, The Messenger. He was That's fucking really good, good film. Yeah, he was really Chris good in that. Plummer. Stanley Tucci. Shit. Yeah. That's the year. That's one of those years that well, I was like, fuck it, just let one of them win. Yeah. Monique won for Precious. And the other ones were Penelope Cruz, Nine, Villa Farmesia, Up in the Air, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Crazy Heart, Anna Kendrick, Up in the Air. Yeah. Best original screenplay was The Hurt Locker. I'm sorry, Inglorious Bastard should have won. Oh, hell or yeah. Up. Or Up. I would have been happy if Up would have won just because of those first five I, I, You know what? I don't like that film. Don't like that film at all. I mean, I'm just saying. That's just me. Uh, best <laughs> adapted screenplay. Precious, District 9, in education, in the loop, and up in the air. In the fucking loop. Period. Oh, is that the one with, uh... Capone. Yeah, 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 definitely that one. Uh, best animated feature film. Okay, I know, damn, this is a tough year to pick. Up one, you didn't like it. I don't think it should have won Best Picture. Here's the other ones to pick from, and this will be hard for you. The Secret of Kells, The Princess and the Frog. Here's going to be the two that's going to be, that's going to tear you apart. Fantastic Mr. Fox and Coraline. I can't pick. Oh, between those two this buckets. is easy. No. This is easy. It's easy. What? It's fucking Coraline. No question. Yeah, but don't you no agree question. that if Coraline and Mr. Fox would have tied, it would have been just? Yeah, and I, I, I don't disagree with that, but, but I'll tell you what. That damn movie was insanely good. Coraline was oh, so God, freaking yes. good. So was Fantastic Mr. Fox, too. And so was The Secret of Kells, which I saw much later. Yeah. Best foreign language film was The Secret in Her Eyes. 
The other ones were Ajami, the Milk of Sorrow, a Prophet, and the White Ribbon. I know which one I would have picked. Okay. The White Ribbon, one of Haneke's best. Uh, the White Ribbon was really good, but do you know what? So is The Secret of Our Eyes, which was really fucking good. So I don't have a problem with that. If you've never seen that, you need to see it. The original. They did a remake of it, an English remake, and it's awful, as usual. Uh, but, of course. But the original Argentinian film is wonderful. And we're not doing the Golden Raspberries because this is the year they become assholes and fuck them. Now let's get on to the movies. In January and March, opening the first, the movie ended with Garbage Dreams, Sweet Grass, and Winter Days, which, eh, I haven't seen them. But this is really during the whole fucking DVD, last DVD delusion. There were too many goddamn films for you to even see everything. True. And then we got a film that sort of flopped in January. No one really thought about it. But then it hit DVD, and everyone was like, God damn, this shit good. And that would be what me and Carl is the, the cult film of 2010. Oh, absolutely. But how, can absolutely. You, how could a film w- with William Dafoe, Ethan Hawke, and Sam Neill flop? Those are those are like sure things. Yep, but not that in this case. Daybreakers. Great little film. Seriously, really good film. And uh, smarter than the trailers would make it out to be. Oh, a lot smarter. A lot smarter. The trailer didn't the trailers make it out to be like some kind of action movie. Yep. And it wasn't. Yep. This is a great movie. And moving on, we got Leap Year, which kind of sucks. Stranger Things, Youth in Revolt, which, eh, it's just another Michael Sarah movie. Bitch Slap, Crazy on the Outside. Higher Impossible, Waiting for Armageddon, Wonderful World. Okay, here's going to be our first fight. I love the Book of Eli. Gary Oldman and the... How can you, Carl Kafer, not like a book where the biggest thing they're fighting over is the fucking Bible? (laughs) Because it's stupid. No, it's not. It is, it is, it is. The biggest problem I have with that and remember this, Malcolm McDowell is in that movie, and I love everything that Malcolm McDowell does. Uncredited part, but it doesn't matter. Um, I found it just, I, I, I found it just, it just didn't work for me. It did the not twist work. Was bullshit. Yeah. They should have not had it twist and just told it in the first and just made it the full-on fucking Zatoichi film that it really fucking was. Well, you know, that's the thing, too. They're trying to make a Zatoichi film, and it just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry, it doesn't. And but you Gary know how Oldham's much I love Zatoichi. And his motivations, I love that, didn't you? 
It was okay. I, you know, I don't hate the movie, but I don't think it's that good. I really don't. No, I'm sorry. And the whole hooking up uh, Walkman to a fucking car battery and it works. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. And speaking of stupid, we have what I call the worst film of January, The Spy Next Door with Jackie Chan. Which is a shame because we love Jackie Chan. We do. But it has Billy Ray Cyrus in it, man. (laughs) Which absolutely sucks. Yeah. (laughs) 44-inch chest, which rules just because it has Ray Winstone and Ian McShane. True. I I can give you that. (laughs) Fish tank, house of numbers, anatomy of an epidemic... Extraordinary measures. There's so many fucking forget. Oh God, never mind. I'm taking off spy films the worst because Legion. That one is a better idea than it was a movie. And that's not the worst. Yes, film. I, no. The TV show that came from Legion was badass. The movie yes, was okay. Agreed. And now we really get to. Oof. The worst film that The Rock has ever done. Okay. The Tooth Fairy. With The Rock as The Tooth Fairy. So I take it it's not uh, Tom Noonan. He's not doing a Tom Noonan. uh, He's not doing a Tom Noonan uh, biopic, right? No, Tom Newman that would was be good. <laughs> I'm just saying. And then there's Creation, and then there's another film that was so great that they decided to make a shitty uh, U.S. remake, and that's The Girl on the Train. Yeah. That's a good film. Soundtrack for a Revolution, The Save a Life, and a, and a film that I loved. But I also love Melton, Martin Campbell's original version of this, and that's Edge of Darkness. The movie makes it seem like a fucking, uh, the trailers make it seem like another fucking Mel Gibson action film. And it's not really that, is it? Oh, God, no. It's a fucking political thriller, and it's very good and very dark and bleak. The miniseries is even bleaker. I mean, there's no happy ending to it. Mel Gibson is great in this, but we know you watched it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. But the best thing about this movie is Ray Winstone. Well, that does not surprise me. I mean, I love that. Who the fuck are you? I'm the guy that they send... When they want people like you gone. Well, what happens when that happens? You're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And when in Rome, I've never seen it. I just look at it and know that I don't want to see it. Uh, Preacher's (laughs) Kid, North Face, and St. John of Las Vegas. Good, we made it through there. 
see, we're going through this pretty quick. Mm-hmm. February is a jammy. Like, I'm going to jammy my foot up your ass, but I don't know what the movie is. <laughs> uh, okay. Dear John, from Paris with Love, God. Perilo Morel had made District 13 and Taken, two of the best fucking action films of the late 90s. And then he got his shot as a U.S. film, and it's boring as shit. It's boring. No, that's a shame. It's basically John Travolta trying to be John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, and he's not John Travolta from Pulp Fiction anymore. Aww. And then there's the District 13 sequel, which, eh. Uh, Eyes Wide Open, Frozen. Oh, God. Oh, my God, I'm going to make a scary movie. What's it going to be? Five people that you fucking hate stuck on a fucking ski lift for 90 fucking minutes. You know a movie's bad when you're rooting for the fucking wolves. (laughs) When the wolves kill them, you're like, ah, kill them motherfuckers. (laughs) That's not the way to go. And here we have the first film, which kind of just sucked, where Jackie Tran tried to be a serious actor. And that's the Senjuku incident. I don't even know that movie. It's it's a drama about a riot in uh, China. It's one of his pro-China films. So it's basically just dumped on DVD without anything. Terribly happy. Super Y, Attack of the Eraser. Why? <laughs> Percy Jackson, the Olympians. The Why? Not, not a big fan first. of Percy Jackson. They have a musical now out, too. There's a musical yeah. of Percy Jackson. Hey, did you ever see it? The first film was pretty good. It was okay. The second film it, To me, it's very generic. It's yeah. extremely generic. Save those words, because we're at the worst film of February. Ooh, good. What do you get when you take everything that's bad, sappy, and treacly from Love Actually... And leave out the nastiness, the bite, the funniness, and interestingness. Everything that was interesting about love, actually. You get Valentine's Day. An all-star piece of shit. Yep. Yep, not not exactly a good movie. What? Not exactly a good movie. Did it make you walk? Run or run screaming away once you've seen the trailer, Carl. Uh, no, it gave me a headache. It's pretty people being pretty. Yeah, I know. I know. It's pretty fucking bad. And here's a movie that's not that bad, but it's not that good either. Okay. I can't really say what doesn't work about this film, but I can say what works, and that's 
Benicio Del Toro, Anthony Hopkins, and Hugo Weaving. And that would be Joe Johnston's update of the Wolfman. That just didn't work. It didn't Yeah, you were waving Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins were fucking great. Yeah. But it's like you make a cake, you put all the right ingredients, but the damn thing just doesn't come together. I know, it's too much. Yeah, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And then, hey, they made a movie about me, you, and Vicky's first years of podcasting, Carl. Oh, what did they do? It's called Three Idiots. (laughs) (laughs) It's a forum film, and here is My Name is Khan, which I was kind of pissed off because I was expecting a sequel to... Uh, Star Trek 2 well, Yeah really I'd agree with that Videocracy Celine Through the eyes of the world Which Carl would hate because it's about Celine Dion Celine Dion <laughs> uh, no, it's Lord not. It's not. The Ghost Rider Which is a decent film From Robin Polanski But it's your typical generic political filler, which I've watched pretty much a million times on video and on screen. Right. I agree. Okay, get your gloves on. Uh-oh. Okay, gloves are on. I love this fucking movie from the very fucking start. As soon as Leonardo DiCaprio looked at Mark Ruffalo and said, hey, Griff, pass your cigarettes, I was in fucking love. And that would be Martin Scorsese's Shutter Island. Oh, my God, was this a good fucking movie slash thriller. I don't really disagree with you, okay? And you said get your your, your, your gloves on. I don't really disagree with you, but to me, I got the, the first twist in like five minutes. I knew it. Yeah. But the first twist wasn't what was supposed to stab you in the gut. But the second twist didn't. It didn't do anything for me. There's something... It it seems too manufactured to me. It seems too manufactured, that film. Well, Well, it's just the question that's the thing. Is it better to live with your demons? Or to get a lobotomy like he does and live out your life the way you want to see it as a good guy. Well, it's a, it's a good question, and it's a philosophical question, and I'm sure that the novel uh, uh, gets into it a lot more than what the movie did. But it's filler. I mean, look at woke culture nowadays. Oh, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. They're doing the same thing. They're basically trying to create their own narrative by getting rid of anything or anyone that scares them or goes against their narrative. And that's not – that's both sides, Democrat, Republican. They want it safe, and it's not safe. Well, moving on to the good guy. Happy Tears, 
the Red Baron. Oh, God. Here's another shitty, shitty, shitty one. Okay. Cop out. You know a movie's oh, yeah. bad when you feel bad for the director. And hearing all the stories about Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan on the set of Cop Out, my God. Yeah, we feel sorry for Kevin Smith, okay? Think yeah. about that for a second. I'm just saying. I mean, just listening to the stories, I mean, even Jason Lee has said it's a miracle Kevin Smith didn't become an alcoholic on that set. Yeah. I can believe that. And moving on, we have the cult film of February, which when it came out, I can just see Carl. Why the hell are they remaking this? Romero's original is that good. Blah, blah, blah. This movie sucks. Most people were saying that. And then the crazies came out. And it was fucking good. Oh, I agree. It, it, that's the biggest surprise of 2010 for me. Yeah. That's the biggest surprise. And that's meant as a real, real compliment because you're right. I'm saying to myself, why do they need to remake it? That's exactly Even what Romero I was saying. Even Romero liked it. Oh, yeah. He said that's the film he wanted to make with the first one, but he wasn't skilled enough yet. Mm-hmm. But to, but to say something about his version, it's still a damn good version. Oh, God, yeah. Both of them are good. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. It's good. I agree. Wholeheartedly. And a documentary, The Art of the Steel, and then Defendor, which kind of sucked. There's no way about it. All of these so-called, they tried too hard to be, you know, anti-superhero films. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Easier with yep. practice. Formosa betrayed. Eh. A prophet. You like this one. Oh, it's damn good. It's damn good. It really is. This. It's it's what Sicario wanted to be and wasn't. It's a fine, fine film. Seriously. Yeah. The Yellow Handkerchief. And here we are with the worst film that Tim Burton's ever made. Alice in Wonderland. Fuck this goth piece of shit. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I have to be it. honest here. I have to be honest here. I went to see this with a friend of mine. Okay? And Okay, no, no, no. But but I gotta say, there were parts of this I actually kind of liked. Yeah, because it had Michael uh, Sheen and Alan Rickman in it. Yeah, that, that for one. Lee. but. Michael Gow. But the 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 work with the miniatures I thought was rather stunning. And I'm talking more technical on this end, okay? Yeah. Oh, and we're at my and now we're at my favorite movie. 
of February. A movie so dark and bleak that I don't even know if it would have been a hit in the fucking 70s. Okay. And that's Brooklyn's Finest by Antoine Fuqua. This is a dark, depressing film. It's an anthology film, one, about a cop that's been undercover for too long, for five years. And his best friend just got out of prison and is using him to get back in crime. And his and his workers at the FBI want him to set him up, but he don't want to do it. And the second story is about a guy named Ethan Hawke who has to get his kids out of their house because their house has uh, asbestos infection, and it's causing his fucking kids to get sick, so they decide to rob a drug dealer. And third is about Richard Gere as a cop on his day of retirement. None of his fellow cops like him. And the only happiness he has in his life is a hooker who he goes visits every night. Yeah, that sounds fucking depressing. Richard Gere's story is so bleak that the original ending, and the only time that you would have seen him smile in the fucking movie, is him putting a gun in his mouth at the end of it and blowing his brains out. Oh, lovely. But they cut that out. It's a great, great, dark noir. But it's too dark for most people. And I can understand why I didn't love Because if you watched the trailers, you would have thought it was just another cop action film. Right. And but we it's really not. have to bring this up. The 2010s was really the start of the shitty trailer era. Wouldn't you say this is the era where trailers really died? I thought they I thought they were on a death knell before this, actually. I thought you know, mid nineties. Yeah. Uh, no, that that's my feeling towards it. And here's Carl's movie that he went to see but he won't tell nobody he did, and that's Strawberry Shortcake, the very fast princess movie. What the fuck are they making us? Oh, I still enjoyed that. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the Green Zone, which was another one of those uh, pandemic movies that didn't work. Our Family Wedding. Remember Me. You know what's bad when I haven't seen a movie with Chris Cooper in it? Yeah, true. She's out of my league. Oh, we're already into March. Oh, March. Brooklyn's Finest is in March. Never mind. Okay. Uh, Children of Invention, Stolen, The Bounty Hunter. God, was this a shitty movie. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And a movie that I think is a piece of shit that rips off another film, but Carl likes it, and that's Repo Man. I, 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 I'm about the only person I know that likes that movie, okay? And I, I remember, again, seeing it with Elliot, my old 
partner in, in movies when I was working on music and arts. And and I liked it. I thought uh I thought the leads played off really well. I thought it was intriguing. Uh and he liked it too. And we're like the only two people on the face of the earth that I know like that movie. So that's me. And moving on we got City Island and Greenberg. I've I like Greenberg, by the way. I really like Greenberg. I didn't see it I've until much later. I've never liked Noah Baumbach as a director. He just likes make, making movies about greasy, nasty, shithead guys who win in the end. Uh, you haven't seen Greenberg, then. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, I, like, I like Baumbach a lot, okay? Remember that he and uh, uh, Wes Anderson co-wrote uh, um, Steve Zissou, okay? Oh, so, so I, there's I, where I'm, your blind loyalty comes from. See? It always oh, absolutely. Hey, listen, <laughs> without my blind loyalty, <laughs> who knows if I'd be on this podcast tonight? <laughs> That's uh, just part of Kim my deal. Whatever the hell that movie is about, Kim Jong Ila. Sounds no like idea. a mis- Sounds like someone drunk trying to say Godzilla, doesn't it? Ah, uh, yes. I can tell you. The Killing Jar, which I tried to watch, it was boring as hell. And here is one of the worst punk rock movies ever made. The one of the worst. You see, Carl, when a musician gets a certain age, and you've seen it with a few of your friends, they try to control their narrative. The Runaways is Joan Jett trying to control her narrative. Right. It's a horrible fucking movie. It's not a good film. It makes Lita Florida out to be the biggest slut in the land, and Lita and her got into a legal battle over that. That's what I understand, actually. And here's a movie that most guys my age liked, and I don't understand why, but it's because they're jacking off on... uh, Nostalgia, and that's Hot Tub Time Machine. Fuck that movie. I don't get that one either. I'm with you on that. How to Train Your Dragon, another DreamWorks animated film, generic. That actually, that's a pretty. That's not a bad film. It's, you know, it's not. Uh, it's not my favorite animated film by far of that year, but still, it's not a horrible movie. And here's Chloe, and there's only one reason to see this, and I'm going to be blunt. Julianne Moore and Amanda Seyfried doing the lesbian thing to each other. So go yeah, to you Exeter or your porn side of choice and look it up, and then you've seen the best part of the movie. Okay. And here's a documentary with Walt Disney, which I've never seen, thank God, called Waking Sleeping Beauty. Nope, I've never seen that either. And here's another trend of the early oh uh oh uh that of the early one o's, and that's 
Nicholas Sparks movies, The Last Song with Miley Cyrus and Greg Kinnear. Oh, God help us. Well, fuck that. Okay, April to June. Here's another movie we're like, why did they remake this? And I really can't figure out why. And that's the remake of Clash from the Titans. This and movie it's should have bad. Been it should have been better than it was. I mean, just look at this cast. Mads Mickelson, Ray Fiennes, Liam Neeson. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, seriously yeah. bad. Biggest disappointment of that year for me. Easily. Why Easily. did I get married I went to see to... that in the theater. I went to see that yeah. in the fucking theater. Did you get to see the shitty, ugly 3D version? Yes. That was filmed in 3D. They up-converted it to 3D, which is why it looks so shitty. Oh, it was bad, man. So this fucking was bad. was during the era where they made everything 3D. Every, almost everything was made or converted into 3D. This was the, after Avatar hit in 99. Everything was 3D. We got to make it 3D. The glasses were cool. Well, the glasses are always cool. Yeah, but they look Glass- like a pair of cheap sunglasses that you'd get after a good party weekend drunk back in the 70s. Well, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> then we got Why They Get Married too, which I ain't going to say nothing because Tyler Perry had his audience. He made a shitload of money and a shitload of movies. Can my, most people say that? No. That's true. Then we got Don McKay. I don't know. The greatest Care Bears to the Rescue. What the fuck is this shit? Care Bears. <laughs> and then we got it's Date Care Bears, Night. man. Yeah. And then we got Date Night, which wasn't as bad as you'd think it would be. If you, It's one of those if we had watched it on HBO and not played full ticket price. We would have been be like, happy with it. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Letters to God. Hello, God. Hey. <laughs> B, C. Okay, we're done with the yeah. letters to God. Afterlife, this was a stupid one. Christine Ricci dies, and Liam Neeson chases her throughout the movie to get her soul and her body. Okay. I'm not joking. I wish I was. I know you're not joking. The Black Waters of Echoes Pond. Why is it me whenever I say that title, I keep thinking of a Frank Zappa song? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I, I wouldn't have thought of that until you said that. That's pretty good. Yeah, let's make the water turn black. And then, let me (laughs) when you're strange. And here's another unnecessary remake. Are you fucking shocked? No. I think it wasn't even a year before this, in 1999, that Frank Oz's brilliant, mean, and brutal 
Death in the Funeral came out, and it was a mean, funny little film, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And a year later, we got Neil Misogynist Labute directing a remake with Martin Lewis, Chris Rock. And you know what the only really great thing about it is? It ends? No, Peter Dinklage. Who plays the same role? Oh, well, Dinklage is always good. Yeah, okay. Dink, he has the best line it. in the movie where they show him pictures of them having sex. Okay. And he's like, what? and they're like, why would the hell would he have sex with a midget? And then Peter Dinklage just whips it out, and she's like, oh, shit, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And here comes the worst film of April, and that's Kick-Ass. Ooh, we're going to have a 20-year-old kill people and curse. And that's going to be the only reason that people like this movie. Fuck Kick-Ass. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you something you're not going to like. What? This was on my bottom ten of the year. Seriously, I'm not joking. I really Why like would I it. not like that? I hate this fucking movie. No, no, no. No, no, no. It was on my top ten. I think it was like eight or nine. Why? Because I thought, A, it was funny. I thought it was smart. I I liked the film. I really did. I know I you're, you're disappointed in me. I understand that. But yeah. that's the way it is sometimes. The city of your final destination. And no, that is that's not too a much fucking final title. destination. That's not a what? final destination movie. That's not a final I'm destination sorry, that's movie. That's just too much damn title. And here, and <laughs> before that, I forgot it was four, three, two, one. And here comes a documentary that I got into many fights over because I consider Banksy a fake piece of shit, and that's Exit to the Gift Shop. I like that movie. I like it. It's, 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 oh, but the thing is, he plays that up. It's a phony movie. No, I'm saying he he is. No, 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 but, but, but he's okay with you saying that. See, that's the thing. It's about self-realization. And he knows that he's phony. And he plays that up all the way through that movie. I thought it was really smart. I thought it was a smart film. For the record, Carl used to hang out with art scene phonies and wasn't art scene phonies in the 80s. Uh, absolutely. I'm okay with Here's that. the Joneses. I don't know what it's about, but it's about the Joneses. <coughs> That's the David Duchovny one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it rings a bell. I know I saw it, and that's all I can tell you. <laughs> that didn't say anything right there. Uh, the exactly. perfect game. I don't know. It's... Eh. Oceans, a documentary, probably was one of the, yeah, Disney back then put out one 
IMAX documentary a year. The Oceans was the one for 2010. The Backup Plan. Jennifer Lopez gets knocked up so she marries her assistant. And here's one that I was surprised I actually liked, and that was The Losers. Okay. But Don't then know that at song. the cast, I'm surprised why I wouldn't like it. Chris Evans, good. Zoe Saldana, good. Jason Patrick, always good. Idris mm-hmm. Elba. Nice. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, that's good. It's a great little action film. Nothing special, but it fucking works. Okay. Uh, Behind the Burlicue. This is a documentary about burlesque, really when the hype of the burlesque revival was dumb. But really, if you want to see a great film about burlesque, watch Blaze from the 90s. Oh, yeah, about Blaze Star? Yeah. That one's fucking great. And here's a movie for art theme snobs, and that's Boogie Woogie. Never saw it. Eh. Breath Made Visible, Anna Halpern. Paper Don't Man. know it. And here's a film that you fucking despise and I thought was funny. And that's the Human Centipede first sequence. Ugh. God. Fucking help us. <laughs> Seriously. No. Save that for this one. <sighs> Brendan Fraser. Brooke Shields. In a movie about a man, about a developer... Oh, what God. Okay, can I take this? Because I need to take this because we need to get these out of the way so you don't say Go anything ahead, more. Carl. Okay. So we came up at the end of the show. We'll go through our, our, our best films and worst films. And I have the quadfectra of bad films about animals. The one he's talking about is Furry Vengeance. But also... We have Cats and Dogs, Revenge of Kitty Galore. We have Marmaduke. We have Yogi Bear. Please take every one of these, put them in the garbage disposal, then put a bomb down the garbage disposal, then burn your fucking house, and then stomp on the fucking ashes. Okay? Are we done? Thank you. Let's move on. Furry Vengeance is about 90% of scenes of... And different animals biting Brendan Fraser on the nuts. Yeah. And here's a tie for worst film of this month, and that would be A Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake. Oh, good God. I mean, in the first film, we knew that Freddy was a molester and a pervert. Mm-hmm. Did we need to know that he did double, that he did anal with fucking Nancy? I didn't want to know that. No. And there's a reason why they didn't use realistic burn makeup in the original. You know why? Why? It looks shitty on film. Yep. 
Jackie Lee Hurley's makeup looks like a melted fucking candle. Which one a dead body would look like? And I gotta say something. It's a shame because he's a good actor. Yeah, and he was good in the role. It's just the makeup sucked. They went too far with the pervert stuff. Yep. I mean, there's just some things you just don't need to go into detail. He was a pervert. Okay, enough said. The Good Heart, and here's our film of the month. Well, my film of the month, Carl's is... Now, we're at the end of this month, so... This is our film of the month, and that would be Harry Brown. Oh, fucking A. Oh, God, yeah. There's just so much going on in this film. It's just great. Michael Caine plays possibly a retired... Well, no, it does say he's a retired spy, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Who has some gangbangers fuck with him in his uh, place where he's retired at. So he fucks with them twice as fucking hard. Yep. And if you're a fan of early, late 60s, very early 75 films, you might notice a few connections that Michael Caine even hinted at, didn't he? Yes, he did. That this is a sequel to the Harry Palmer series. And no, no, those films are not about masturbation, okay? No. Harry Palmer, come on. Give me a break. It was a joke. In in that month, it's please give, we don't know. And the infidel starts out next month. Okay, I'm going to take a break now because this is Carl's already his film of the month. And it would be, well, the 80, people in the 80s rock slash English punk scene would know who the hell this guy is. And what did music used to be in the 70s and 80s? It used to be about three things, didn't it, Carl? Yes, it did. It and did. In fact, I, I, what were they? Okay, so I actually wrote a film or a play called Chemical Biological Musical, which was basically a redo of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And what we're talking about is a biopic of Ian Dury. Ian Dury uh, hit me with your rhythm stick uh, number of songs that he did, but basically more known in England than here in in the States. Uh, But, you know, Stephen and I have this thing. We talk about the... Handicap Hall of Fame, and, and, and of course, you know, Mr. No Legs and that sort of thing. Well, in real life, Ian Dury is a Hall of Fame member. Ian was born with um, polio. I saw him twice at CBGB's, and he wasn't a great musician. <clears throat> the person behind the band was, was uh, Chaz Jankel, uh, but, but, uh, Ian was a really fine poet, and I loved him. And this movie, which takes a very, very much 
uh, 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 magic realism uh, uh, take on his film, on his life, is wonderful. Um, and the man, I can't say how much I love this film. Uh, and, of course, the, the, the lead actor is the same person who played Golem and Caesar in, 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 in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And that would be, Stephen, give us the name, please. Andy Serkis. And Andy okay, Serkis. you've already got the actor of the year because this is another great film with Ray Winstone. This is the year yes, of Ray Winstone for some fucking reason. <laughs> and it, Ray, Ray Winstone plays his father, who was very, very tough on him. And he plays them in, in flashbacks and, and, and uh, uh, fantasy sequences. Um, but we talk about scenes and we talk about how uh, handicapped people are, are portrayed. There's this wonderful scene where he has written a song called Spasticus Autisticus for the Year of the Crippled Child. And it was, uh, it was deemed too offensive and not used. <clears throat> So he goes back to his old school for uh, handicapped people and kids, and he teaches them about music. And all the kids in that scene are actual uh, people with handicaps, and it's one of the most wonderful scenes I've ever seen. Uh, this is a really un- underseen film. Someone that you don't know about, go see it. It's magnificent. And Andy Serkis and was up for Hold on, hold on, Stephen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just finished here. And Andy Serkis was was uh, up for a BAFTA award for Best Actor, which is the English equivalent of the Oscars. Didn't win it, but he deserved it. Okay, Stephen, go. And always, on if you look up most top 20 rock and roll biopics, or rock and roll movies. This is always on it, isn't it, Carl? Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a brilliant film. Go ahead. And next is a movie, well, it isn't about the shit, but it is called The Trotsky. It's a diary. It must be a documentary, son, because there's no actors, but it's just called The Trotsky. And next is, you know, it's fucking amazing that the Marvel films got off as big as they did because they did great with Iron Man, which was a good film. But then they did Iron Man 2, which was a horrible piece of shit. Was not good, but there's always Sam Rockwell. Yeah, and Mickey Rourke was wasted. Yeah, unfortunately. Here we go. And next is Babies. And next is a documentary called Casino Jack in the United States of Money, which is an interesting story about a guy who's, well, I don't know the story, but they made a document, a real film about him, too. Next is The Light Keepers. <laughs> then Multiple Sarcasms, Mother and Child. OSS-17, Lost in Rio, The O's, Trash Humpers. I will never understood why there are some people out there who watch Harmony Corrine films. Yeah, really. But there are. I mean, 
mean, this whole movie's just about guys who like to fuck piles of trash. It's boring. Yeah. Barbie and the Mermaid Tale, Metropia, Just Right, Letters to Juliet. There's only one great thing about Letters to Juliet. It ends? No, fucking Franco Nero. He has one of the okay. best fucking entrances ever in a fucking film. He rides okay, in on cool. a horse with the sun shining on him. Nice. There's two movies, Amanda Seyfried and a bullshit romance one, and Vanessa Redgrave and Franco Nero in a fucking great romantic movie. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> and here is the worst film of May... Robin Hood. This is a horrible yeah. film, and it does the worst thing that a movie can be. It's worse than the, uh, uh, well, no, it's worse than uh, the Kevin Costner one. Yeah. And seriously, we're not kidding. It is. It's boring. It's dull. There's no spark at all in it. No, not at all. There's not nothing, at all. To make fun of. So let's move on. Daddy Long Legs, here and there, there and here. Looking for Eric by Kim Loach. Well, it's Kim Loach, so there must be something good about it. Princess Kalawani, Touching Home, MacGruber, which is just another fucking uh, Saturday Night Live movie. Shrek Forever After, Holy Roller, John Rabe, Kite, the remix, Perrier's Bounty, Racing Dreams, Solitary Man, The Seven Adventures of Sinbad by the Asylum. Oh, God, no. Here's a title <laughs> for worst film. Oh, God, is Matt. May's got a fucking triple tie for worst film. Oh, God. And it's going to be your worst film of the month. This is another one that me and him agree. Sec- two, the next two are two that we agree. We'll get to them. Sex in the City 2. Good God. All I will say is this. Condoms! Condoms! Free sex! <laughs> Oh, run away, run away. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And then Prince of Persia, The Sand of Times, which isn't that bad. If we had seen it in a drive-in back in the day, we would have loved it. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, I'm going to skip over two because i got to restart my computer, but I know this one's in this month. Carl, get your uh, hanky out. Okay, got my hanky. In that month, year, month, we've seen, oh my, Diary of the Dead. 
It was liked by people. I didn't like it, but it was pretty well received. I liked it. And then HDTV said, exclusive world premiere, March. And like, what? And it was the newest film in the Romero Dead series. We were all excited. We couldn't wait to see this movie. Absolutely. And what did we get, Carl? (laughs) Uh, We got Survival of the Dead. Uh, It was not a good thing. If it wasn't for the one that the guy who played Bill Hensman's movie, it would be the shittiest of the Dead trilogy of all of the living dead. But God, knowing that this is Romero's last film movie, It just makes you want to cry, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, it did make me cry. It literally made me cry. Uh, uh, there, uh, his his choice of going to see uh, uh, CGI instead of uh, practical effects, everything about this movie was wrong-headed, and and it's such a shame. Uh, it made it made my it made me tear up. It was, and and in many ways, because of that, because I was so disappointed, it's the worst film of the year for me. It's not. There are some good things about it, but not much. And 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 it's such. You know, everyone said that Diary was a step down, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But this is like ten steps down. This is basement, and it's a goddamn fucking shame. And there is rumors going around that Romero's handler at the time was the one who directed this and not Romero. Everyone who had to deal with Romero's handler called him a no-good motherfucker. To be putting it lightly. No. I, but it, part of me thinks that that's just wishful thinking. They would rather it be some film that this motherfucker did not do. You know. Right. Who would say, oh, someone else directed it? It wasn't Romero. Uh, and here's a film that Carl liked to finish out the year that finished out this month that I didn't like. I thought it was just too late. And that's Micmacs. I like Micmacs. I, I, it's not it's not Amelie or it's not Delicatessen but it's cute. I had a good time. I laughed. It, it's a, what I call you know, turn it on, get some popcorn and have a good time. Forget it maybe about a week after but it's still a lot of fun. And not not really consequential. Go ahead. 
Mott, May, June, and this month starts out with three shitty ones. Uh, Get Them to the Greek, which sucked. Killers. Can you buy Ashton Kutcher as a badass hitman? No. <laughs> Answer your question. You know, there'd only been one way Marmaduke would have been good. I said we didn't have to talk about the animal movies. I know, but just hear me out. Marmaduke would have been good if it had one scene where Marmaduke overpowered Irma Stone and you can take it from there. Oh, Jesus. Turning into one of them little movies that you put under the shelves back on the deuce back in the day. That would have been interesting <laughs> to watch. Not what we got. <laughs> oh, God. And next is a film that, let's be honest, Warner Brothers don't because they were scared about what this movie was saying, and I don't blame them. This is a dark, nasty, little sci-fi horror film, and I loved it. And that would be Splice. Oh, I like Splice a lot. I like Splice a lot. It does go into some dark, nasty territory at the end. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I love that it doesn't have a happy ending. No, it does not. This one is good. If you haven't seen it, give it a try. It's on every streaming service. Just have an open mind. And next is Finding Bliss. And this next film, before I give Carl the intro, I'm going to have to go back to the DVD of uh, I Drink Your Blood. No, what was the first DVD that Grindhouse Entertainment put out releasing? I can't remember. But they had the trailer for this weird little movie that wasn't in edited wasn't edited, but they said that they found all of the film shot in there, and I've only got one thing. Hey, Carl. What? Judges. What? Cops. Lawyers. Take this and shove it up your mother's twat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Welcome to the world of Duke Mitchell, people. Duke Mitchell was a singer down in Tampa Bay, uh, sort of like a a, a Dean Martin. And uh, he wanted to be Frankie Sinatra. And uh, he actually did a film with with, uh, Petrillo, uh, Duke Mitchell and Sammy Petrillo. Which one was that? I always mix this one up. It wasn't the Lemon Grove Hello Kids. Hello, was... meet the Brooklyn Gorilla. Right. Okay. And they and played if you a, get a, the a, original two-disc version of, Ga- of uh, Massacre Mafia style. It's on there. Oh God. As an extra. Oh, okay. So he did this movie in in the fifties. Then uh, you have Massacre Mafia style. 
Duke basically wanted to make uh, a, 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 a Godfather ripoff, which he did. He did it so ineptly that. Okay, go ahead, Stephen. You talk about this. What one. happened was Duke Mitchell seen The Godfather, and he said that movie was bullshit. So he yeah. was, you know how Frank Sinatra was wanting to always act like he was uh, knee-deep in the mafia and all that shit? Yep. That was fucking Duke Mitchell. He worked yep. in mafia clubs. He hanged with mafia so he made this as a realistic version of what was going on in the mob world, which honestly it but was. But it's made so ineptly. It's beautiful. It's Come beautiful. On. I mean, we're not talking the quality of the Godfather here. I don't think we're talking the quality of Lefty. I don't think we're talking the quality of uh of uh a puppet show. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But and it so has anyway I think the realism that Godfather and Lepke and some of these more romantic films don't have. There's no romance in that fucking movie. No, not at all. Not at all. So he does this film and it's you know, uh in the grindhouses it does pretty well. So he no, actually, tries he to did tell, it and didn't finish it for whatever reason. I think he got it's when he got sick. Okay, but it did finally come out, and he did okay with yeah. it. Yeah. So he decided to do another one. Well, that one would be Gone with the Pope. Okay, kids, strap yourself in. So Duke plays this underling mafia guy who decides to kidnap the Pope and ransom one dollar from every Catholic in the world. Okay? Wrap your head around that. With some of the most insane dialogue and just and his mother fixation. Oh, good God. His mother fixation. It's I cannot tell you how batshit nuts this movie is. But, you know, you talk we talk a lot about the visitor as being batshit. This one's probably outdoes that one. And 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 it's beautiful. And I love this movie. I absolutely fucking adore this movie. Uh one of my, my favorite quote uh, bad good movies or good bad movies or whatever you want to say, but it's special. Because it's Duke fucking Mitchell. He fucking yeah. rules. Watch this movie. One of my best of the year. And the only Steven, way to get it now is Grindhouse has released it, re-released it in the Duke Mitchell collection, which has both films. What happened is when they released Masker Mafia style and Gone with the Pope's singles disc set, they mm-hmm. didn't sell that well, which I'm not surprised. That's a goddamn shame. Because they came out right when uh, the market was, uh, the collector's market was starting to implode. Right. But then again, a lot of people bought American Hippie in Paris, and they're all stupid. (laughs) Yeah, and they didn't buy this one. 
I don't get it. But uh, seriously, oops. you got to watch Gone with the Pope. Yeah. You got to. Living in emergency. Living in emergency, and on Dean. All you got to say is magical fairy tale Neil Jordan, and you know it's good. Yes. This is based on the Legend of the Silky, and it's a goddamn good little film. And for some reason, it got really under-promoted and all that. And here's a movie that me and Carl had one of the most bizarre arguments we ever had. Okay. That would be Rosencrantz and Gilderstein are undead. A call like, oh, Rosencrantz and Gilderstein are dead came out. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, Rosencrantz and Gilderstein are undead. No. <laughs> and that was this, that was this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And here's a documentary I'm surprised if Carl hasn't seen. It's called Sleeping with Charlie Kaufman. No, I have not seen it. Oh, and here's one between, uh, here's a Jen Henson film you probably haven't seen. Kid Goon Cup Films and Jen Henson commercial put out Dinosaur Train. No, I have not seen that. Damn. And here's a film that, when I seen it on cable, I thought it was pretty decent. But that's because I seen it on cable and I didn't pay any money, and that would be the A-Team. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. It was passable. It wasn't that good either. No. And here's a movie that got a lot of shit because of one word. You know what that word is? What? Karate. Like in high karate? Kid sort of remake. If they would have just called it what he learned in the movie, which was. Uh, go ahead. Kung Fu. Right. Because it wasn't that fucking bad. It was a Jackie Chan film. Jaden Smith was good. He actually took time to learn his job. I thought it was okay. Yeah, but... It was a great one. Yeah, but would you think it would have caught any shit if they would have called it the Kung Fu Kid instead of the Karate Kid? Right, No. Twelfth in Delaware documentary. Here's a weird one. Coco Chanel and Igor Stravinsky with Mads Mikkelsen as probably Igor Stravinsky. Yes. I have not seen this, but I do know this movie exists. That probably would have been better if Ken Russell directed it. Probably. (laughs) And here's a documentary called Joan Rivers, A Piece of Work. This is another I've documentary. Seen it. It's not probably... bad. It's not bad. I like Joan Rivers. Yeah, I always have. But it would have been better if they would have filmed it back before she became the fashion bitch. Well, it didn't fall. It didn't really focus on that too much. It yeah, didn't. but you know what I mean. Back when she had had her mean bite. Yeah. Well, she still did. That's that's the nice thing about that movie. She still showed she had that mean bite. 
Yeah. The Lottery, and here's a movie that I consider the most racist film to come out this year. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Having people from East Tennessee or the backwoods in the South wearing the clothes and living in gunny shacks that look like shit they got from the woods is as racist as blackface. Fight me on it. I'm on Facebook. And that's Winner's Bone. Fuck Jennifer Lawrence, fuck Deborah Granick, and fuck this entire racist-ass movie. Okay. <laughs> Steven has spoken. <laughs> but sadly, it's not the worst film of the month. Okay. Jonah Hex. Yeah. I weep about how much they screwed this one up. I openly weeped. Yeah. Because you know how much I love Jonah Hex as a comic book character. Right. Agreed. He's the best spaghetti western movie done as a comic book ever in the U.S. Yeah, and, and we, and of course, you know, we know uh, uh, Joe, and Joe wants to do it. Uh, Joe Lansdale wants to do it, do a version of it, too. So yeah, we he love does Jonah Hex. Comics. Yeah, he's done the comics. He wants to do a film version though. He's done a short film. It's on the Batman Behind the Red Hood. Only reason I got oh, that Blu-ray. Okay. It's great. It's about Jonah Hex, and he goes into this one, and this woman's uh, killing men like Joe Ball and throwing their bodies in a big pit. Okay. And in the end, uh, Jonah Hex breaks her back and throws her down in the pit, and she's like, don't leave me alone. And he looks down to those bodies and goes, hell, from where I can see, you got a lot of company down there, woman. And he walks <laughs> off. Nice. <laughs> And next is one of the most unnecessary sequels ever, and that's Toy Story 3. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's unnecessary. Well, unless you want to make money, then it's necessary to do it. Yeah. But back then, anything Pixar was doing was making money, so they didn't need to make an unnecessary sequel. Well... Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And of course, then and there's Toy Story the 4. And here's for a movie. 45365. Five. What? It's 45365. Five. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. And here's a movie I was sad that it wasn't about sex just because of the title. I read it wrong. It's called Eight the Mormon Proposition. I was like, Eight the Mormon Position? No, Stephen, you're wrong. I know. I'm just saying. And here's Le Amiche, the last film from Michelangelo Antonioni. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Hmm. Cyrus with... This is a creepy little film with John C. Riley and Jonah Hill. Yes, it is. Marissa Tomei's relationship, and that is very creepy, and I like it. 
Well, it's Canadian too. So they're, they're Canadians are fucking creepy, man. I'm sorry, they are. Yeah, but it's just one of those where they just try. They just wanted to make you feel uncomfortable, and they yeah, which I with. like. Yeah. And then here's uh, I am love with Luca Guadagino. No idea. It starts Tilda Swinton and I am love, and you already agree with that. Yes, I that I do. And here comes a film that me and Carl love, but we love the original version of the lead actor better, and that is The Killer Inside Me. I love the fact that they said to Michael Winterbaum, we're going to make your film NC-17 if you don't cut it. Okay. But we said, no, fuck it. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> fuck yeah. you. There is no way to do the killer inside me and it not be NC-17. No. Agreed. If you don't believe me, go watch the the 79 version with the great performance by Stacy Keach. And it's rated PG. Yeah. This is the author who wrote it, and I love his stuff. Jim Thompson. His dark, what? Jim Thompson. Yeah, Jim Thompson. The only bad thing is they changed the ending from Thompson's book. Which they do from time to time. And which is kind of weird because there are two other books they could have adapted that have uh, the sheriff as a character in it. Right. Yeah. But it's still a great film, and it's dark as shit. And would I call this a horror film? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's close. Yeah. Is it one of the darkest noirs ever written and put on oh. film? Yeah, oh hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and, would be a yay. Yeah, and Stonewall Uprising is next. And here we go with Night and Day, which you probably weep just because of the director of it. Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz in a cute smile film. Guess who directed it? I can't remember, but I know it was like, are you fucking kidding me when I saw this? James Mangold. I know. And now we're on, well, for me, the second worst film of the month. Okay. Grown Ups. What's the name of it again? Grown Ups. Oh, grown-ups. Oh, Jesus, God. Yes. Fuck this movie. Uh, And next, for me, is truly the worst film of the year from the worst, one of the worst directors of this decade. Christoph, I suck a lot. (laughs) And the movie is Dogtooth. It should have been dog turd because of how horrible it was. 
Uh, Steven? Steven. Steven? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, too. Fuck. Fuck you. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Dogtooth was the first film uh, by Yorkus Lathamos, uh, who gave us uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer and a number of the favorite. Uh, another film that I love of his is The Alps. This was up for an Academy Award for Best Foreign Film from from Greece. It should have fucking won. It's a brilliant, brilliant satire. No. And, 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 oh, it's smart as fuck. I cannot believe you don't like this movie. I if seriously I'm smart, you mean dumb, yeah. It. I nah, have taken nah, it. <laughs> I'm not fighting with you. It's a great <laughs> film, people. Watch it. If you haven't seen it. And I'm not the only one who believes that, okay? Hitler had over 100 million fucking followers. Were they right? <laughs> well, no. No, but uh, Doc Tooth is not fucking Hitler either. <laughs> and then Joe Joe I was born, but... <laughs> I was born, but... That was... Okay. That's an almost title. What? What the hell do you mean? I was born, but, 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 what, but what? <laughs> and then rest repo. Not repo, South man. Of the border, a, a, a documentary directed by Oliver Stone. I don't. Oh, that's probably that dumbass one where he uh, did the interviews with uh, the drug lord. Okay. That's a creepy film, because imagine Oliver Stone sucking El Chapo's dick, one of the biggest murderers and drug dealers ever. Lovely. Next is Wild Grass. And then Twilight Twilight Saga Eclipse. Eh, it has its fans, its haters I hate more because they're assholes. So, just moving on. And next is the most disappointing movie of the year. Worse than disappointing are completely different, aren't they? Uh, well, Survival of the Dead is up there, okay? Not my worst film of the year, but Survival was really disappointing. This is Love Ranch by Taylor Hackford. If you know that story, you know a great movie could come out of it. All I seen yeah. was Love Ranch, Helen Mirren, Joe Pesci. I'm like, God damn, this movie is going to... Eh. What? Yeah. What? What happened? And hey, I don't know. Two lies easy on us. It put the worst film at the first of the fucking year. Months. Yeah. The last airbender. Yeah, it's not good. I don't blame Shyamalan for this. From what I heard the producers were up his ass so much that that's why he said, fuck this, I'm only going to make 10-cent movies. Yep. And he did good. Yeah. Great directors with Bernardo Bertolucci, Catherine Breilat, and David Lynch. I would debate that list, but hey. 
Uh, they're pretty good. The, the, I tell you, the, the director you really need to look at of, of those three is Catherine Brayall. She's wonderful. Seriously, I'm not Only when I dance. Sesame Workshop Summer Beach Party featuring Pinky Dinky Doo and Dragon Tails. That sounds like something you say to your boys. Hey, guys! What? I went to the toilet, yeah? I took a Pinky Dinky Doo! <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Actually, it's uh, it's uh, what's the Mark Perro film? Uh, Nudist Colony of the Dead. Have an inky dinky doo day. Yeah, <laughs> inky dinky doo da day. <laughs> yeah. And next is Despicable Me, which surprised me how good it was. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it and was actually it, smart. Let's face it, when, when the minions do do uh, 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 the kinks. Yeah, you know, that's their right own the, spin-off, yeah. but they were funny in the first one. The way that they were cursing all the way through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bob. It's a lot of fun. And here to me is the most surprising film of the year, because I wasn't expecting shit. Okay. I'm like, oh, just another unnecessary sequel. And then Predators just smacked the holy shit out of me. God yeah. damn, is this movie underrated. Oh, I agree. Adrian Brody so is agree. a badass. Alice Braga is a badass. Danny Trejo getting killed early shocked me. Walt Goggins is a badass. Yeah, it's a really good film. Seriously. In that fucking scene of the fucking samurai fighting a predator in the tall grass. God yep. damn. <laughs> yep. It's a great film. It's fun. You need to reassess that and forget the predator. I still haven't seen the uh, Shane Black one. I need to. I don't. Life's too short. <laughs> Next is The Kids Are All Right. Eh. And then The Girl Who Played With Fire. I never was a fan of the, that series. Well, you know what? For me, the now these are the Swedish ones that came out. Yeah. They're, they're better than the American counterparts, trust me. Yeah. And we have Wreck 2, which was not that bad. No. Street Dance 3D. This is back when everything is 3D. <coughs> and this one will definitely be in my top five. This one kicked the shit out of me. I didn't know what to expect, and that's Valhalla Rising. Jesus Christ, was this one good. One of the best old Intels I've ever fucking seen, and you rarely see an old Intel on film. No, you don't. We're not talking Marvel's Thor here either, okay? No. This is a violent, brutally ugly film. And remember, for a Viking to get into Valhalla, he has to die in the most ugly, violent way possible. And Mad mm-hmm. plays one eye, who doesn't have a second eye. I mean, literally. He doesn't say a word throughout the film, does he? Nope. It's like El Topo 
if El Topo had 200 times more violence than it does, and it's pretty bad damn violent. Yes. Winnebago, man. Yeah. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Nicholas Cage is good. Alpha Molina is good. Monica Bellucci is Monica Bellucci. <laughs> if, you, if you can see it for free or cheap, it's fun. But it's forgettable. It's like Carl said. You watch it, you see it, you forget it, bye. Yeah. And here, speaking of forgettable films, i seen Inception and IMAX. It was a great experience. Will I see it on a smaller format? No. Well, I'll tell you this. Oh, and apologies to to Miss Vicky, the mistress of sci-fi, but I'm not a fan. I thought I'm not either. Once in enough film. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, the technical end of it was really good, but I'm just not a fan of of of, of, of his work. I'm I'm just not. Of the director. But that's me. Yeah. Next is Fred the Movie, then Kisses, then Standing Ovation, Ramona and Beezus. You know what the first thought of me when I seen that they were doing a Ramona and Beezus was? What? Why didn't they fucking make this in the late fucking 70s and 80s when they fucking mattered? Yeah, really. When I was a teen or a tween, these were the teenage girls' books. Ramona and Beezus, every teenage girl read those. But did they make a fucking TV series back then? No. Did they do anything to try to adapt these books? No. And now they're fucking banned from libraries. I wish I were joking, Carl. I know. I know. And next is Salt. During the period where they were trying to make Angelina Jolie to be have bigger balls than Arnold Schwarzenegger, and she didn't. I finally saw that. It's forgettable, but it's one of those things. Okay, fine. All right. I just okay. There's just some Move people on. I can believe in kicking ass, and some people I can't. She, I can't. Understood. Countdown to Zero, Farewell, Life During World Time, Mogube and the White African, Spoken Word, Cats and Dogs of Revenge Kitty Galore. <laughs> oh, God. Skip that. We've already talked about it. It sucks. Charlie St. Cloud. And the story about me and you eating at Monster Bash, Dinner for Schmucks. <laughs> Which is okay. It's not great. You know what it needed? It needed to be meaner. Of the original fucking movie. Right, exactly. It needed to be much more mean. I agree with you. The Dry Land, Extra Man. Okay, here's what. This one is definitely going to be in my top. This is a film that came and went, and it's based on a true story that happened. In this region where I live, and it's called Get Low. Oh, God, I agree. 
I fucking love this movie. Love this film. Can you believe it's actually a true story? Yeah, it's ba- it's not. It's adapted. It's it's not exactly the story, but but no, yes. What they, they added you, was it, the whole thing about uh, the burning house and all that. But the real story yeah. is this old man who was land rich was about to die. Didn't have any family. Didn't have any kids. So he decided to throw his own funeral party before he died, and as part of it, raffled away his land. Mm-hmm. Robert Duvall's great. I don't know why any of these guys didn't get nominated for an Oscar. Oh, Robert well, Duvall should have got nominated. Bill Murray should have got fucking nominated. I agree. Space Don't forget my honey's in it. I've been in love with her since 1976. I just said. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. It's just, everyone's great. You can see it on Netflix. It's a great fucking movie. Watch it. Oh, I agree. 100%. And we we agree on this. What? I said we agree on this. This doesn't happen often. So if we both agree, you have to watch. Okay, go ahead, Stephen. Yeah. And next is a movie that I was expecting to be a serious documentary, but it was just a blowjob piece, and that's Hugh Hefner, Playboy, Activist, and Rebel. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, oh, he was game-changing, but the way they try to make it more important than it is, no, 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 fuck you. And we got a film about Carl's filmmaking career. Back <laughs> his camera. <laughs> it's a documentary, I blah, blah, blah. And then we close out the month with What's the Matter with Kansas? It's Kansas. And then now yeah. Flip, the other guys. The other guys, if you get a chance to see it on cable or on Tubu or something... It's not that fucking bad. It's pretty goddamn good. It has one no. of the funniest hits ever with The Rock and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. It's towards okay. the end of the It shows them, you know how they're like chasing the bad guys and the bad guys uh, parachute off the top of a tall building? Right. You know how in most action films they show the good guys jump off and go after them? Right. Well, they do jump off, and guess what the next scene is? They're in a hospital. No, they're funeral. They're in a funeral. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) They jump off this tall building, and then boom. And then, boy... I'm, why not? That was brave of them, but their bones were broken like 86 pieces. <laughs> it's funny. And Will Ferrell plays an accountant meat guy who was a pimp in college. Okay. Yeah, it's more fun than it would, you would think it is. Next okay. is Step Up 3D, yeah. Brotherhood, yeah. 
Cairo time, then the disappearance of Alice Creed, which is not that bad, not that good. No, that's not bad. Lebanon, Metalman, Patrick, age 1.5, Spring Fever, 12, The Wildest Dream, another fucking Strawberry Shortcake movie. Oh, God. The movie that Carl watches and a tear comes to his eye as he holds his picture of the chef who died last year. Eat, pray, love. Oh, God. The fact that most women of my... They even make this movie a fucking joke and tone deaf. When she gets fired, they go, Oh, honey, this is your eat, pray, love moment. (laughs) Yeah. And next is a movie that was a good idea, but the execution of all three movies weren't as good as they should have been. And that's The Expendables. Nope. Not not a good film. It was good, but we weren't expecting good. It was okay. We weren't expecting okay. We were expecting... Brilliant. Yeah, bad, just fantastic. badass. Yeah. A hard R badass action film. I mean, listen to this. Sylvester Stallone, Mickey Rourke, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Terry Crews, Dolph Lundgren. Yep. And next is the worst film of this month. Fuck you. The worst film of this month. And for me, I'm already going to say it. The worst film of this year Scott Pilgrim versus the world fuck you you hipster douchebags who love this film fuck this movie and fuck Edgar Wright and his career for making this movie I, I don't understand why you hate the film I thought it, I thought it was kind of cute it was inconsequential it was oh okay I watched it I'm going on with my life but it, I, I don't understand the hate. Can you try to explain that? Seriously. It's just too hip for its own good. Everybody, I hate movies where they try to make unlikable assholes into cute, lovable heroes. I come from watching 70s movies where they make take unlikable assholes. And you know what they make them? Unlikable assholes. Well, assholes, yeah. What's wrong with being an unlike? You know, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Remember, I grew up that- in that decade, okay? I'm older than you. I yeah. own that fucking decade. You just rented it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I understand. And next is an underrated crime film, which became a TV series, which <laughs> wasn't that good, and that's Animal Kingdom. Oh, man, Jackie Weaver's fucking great in that movie. Yeah, that's one that you should see. I have seen a couple of episodes of the TV, and they do it well. But but yeah, Jackie Weaver was that bad. the Academy it's not Award not that Watch all the time. And uh, no. Double Negative, uh, Nishoba, People Live. The People I've Slept With, Salt of the Sea, La Soga, Tales from Earthsea, Vampires Suck. Okay, fuck, 
okay, I take it back. This is no, I ain't even gonna give this fucking piece of shit enough consequence to call it the worst film. It's yeah, exactly a film unfinished, lottery ticket, Nanny McPhee and the Big Bang. That sounds like a porno <laughs> film. <laughs> yes. And yes. the surprise <laughs> of August. I can pretty much tell that when this movie was announced, Carl was pissed. They're remaking a fucking Joe Dante film. Fuck them motherfuckers. Fuck them. But then Piranha 3D came out. <gasps> Whoa. I fucking love this movie. I, and I'm a big Aja fan now. I'm a yeah. huge Aja fan. You know, he just came out with one of the the the, the best B movie of the year this year, which would be yeah, Stephen Crawl. Crawl. Asha, yeah, exactly. Asha uh, really knows his roots and understands what a B movie is, and this is so much fucking fun. It's a and this blast. movie wins just for its last shot. Yeah. <laughs> Next is the switch. Army of the switch is a disturbing fucking film because it's about a guy who's jealous that his best friend is getting artificially inseminated, so he exchanges the donor sperm with his sperm. Is that rape? Uh, it's it's not ethical, that's for sure. Yeah. And they try to make a joke about it. What do you mean? You know. Mm-hmm. And the Army of Crime, Mal's Last Dancer, Soul Kitchen, The Tillman Story, What If, The Last Exorcism. Yeah. If it wasn't for its last two minutes, this would have been a good fucking movie. What film is this again? The Last Exorcism. Oh, okay. If it wasn't for its last two minutes, it would have been a good fucking movie. And before I get to the best one of this month, I'm going to run through all of these. We're going to go over, folks. So you're going to have to listen over time. Sorry. Uh, the Milk of Sorrow, Mezzarine. Okay. That's fucking good. See both Mezzarine films. It's a two-part fucking movie with... Uh, uh, what's his... God damn it. The guy from Doberman. Who was married to Monica Bellucci? Oh, I, uh, Cassell? Cassell, yeah, Cassell in it, and he plays like a true crime story, and it's fucked up. You have to see it. Both of them. Okay. Make Out with Violence, Takers, and Avatar. Okay, and now we only have one film left for this month, and before we get to September. Okay, Carl. Yes. What was the best film that Walter Hill did in 1979? Well, that would have to be The Warriors. Warriors. In the original book, he based it on a real historical, the original book, uh, the guy who wrote it, he based it on Saul a real historical, Saul Yurick, based it on a real historical incident, didn't he? Yes, he did. 
And yes, was there did. any other movies done on that real historical incident? Actually, there was. And this is the and best action film of August. Sorry, Expendable fans, but Centurion with Dominic West, Michael, and Olga Kurlienko. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. God damn was just goddamn. <laughs> oh, this is fucking amazing film. It really is. Now, okay, we might as well make this very clear. I am a uh, absolute junkie for Neil Marshall directed films. Let's make this clear. I'm not a biggest fan of Neil Marshall as Carl has. But this is fucking brilliant work. Oh, it is. It's absolutely brilliant. And um, it is brutal as fuck. It doesn't stop. It's basically about a Roman legion that is behind enemy lines that has to get back. And that's all it is. And And it's just one of the best films of the year, too. It's on my top ten, easily. And Olga Krienko, this is the first. Remember how I talked about Salt, how, oh, they tried to make her a tough guy, tough, toughie, mm-hmm. and it didn't work? Right. Look at Olga in this film. She is fucking tough. Oh, absolutely. There's no try. She's just fucking tough. And they give her oh, a righteous I... reason to be fucking tough. Mm-hmm. They fuck her character. They kill her fucking family. They rape her. They cut out her tongue. The Romans do. Right. So you're like, okay, I can understand why she wants to kill all the fucking Romans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the to ending the has the more cynical ending, which the book has too. Mm-hmm. Very cynical. I love it. And now on to September. Going the distance. And here's a movie they put out against the second movie, just so the box office can read, The American Beat the Mexican. Do you know anyone who remembers or seen The American? I hate to tell you this. It almost made my top ten of the year. Yeah, I really like the American. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that you know the only reason they put it out when they did was so they could have that. Well, you know what? Clooney was a big thing. Clooney was a big thing. And so he did this little film for no money. Uh, and, and 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 to me, it's one of the best uh, spy movies out there that nobody knows. I really like this film, and I recommend it. It would have been more loved and more known if it didn't have all that political shit bought in by that fuck by. Well, you know what I'm talking about. The... But, but that's exactly the reason to make the film. You know, but uh, the other film, which should have done better at the box office, which I consider the best movie of September, and it's definitely going to be on my top five, is Machete. 
the best film to ever come out of a flop ever. Oh my god. Danny Trail fucking rules. Period. Seriously. Oh you love god. This movie. There's some, but the problem with the thing about it is, is most of the jokes are really too Mexican for most people to get outside of Mexico or Mexican kings. <laughs> like all of the cursing in it. They have subtitles, but what they say is 200 times worse than let me, what let is me on the subtitles. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I worked for the Puerto Rican equivalent of Batola the Hunt back in the 80s. I understood every fucking swear word in that movie. Trust me. And I'm when you kidding. seen the subtitles to him, how loud did you laugh? Oh, I'm fucking, I, 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 I was just laughing my ass off. Along, along with the Latinos who were watching it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. And the whole thing about a Mexican blackbird. And of course, one of the funniest lines in the movie that a lot of people didn't catch is when he bought up the cigars and he goes, Cuban? And he goes, Mexican. And then he brings out the big box full of joints, which was a joke, and there was another joke in there. Did you notice what the cigar box read when he opened the one with the joints in it? No. It said, Made in Mexico. Nice. <laughs> Cheech Marine's um, good. It's fun. It's mm-hmm. just too bad Machete Kills suck, but we'll get into that once we get later in the decade. Next is Barbie, a fashion tale. Resident Evil Afterlife, virginity hit. Repeaters, never let me go. Which was, I don't know, I just know the fucking song from the 80s. Alpha and the Omega Devil, which wasn't that fucking bad. No, that's also Shyamalan. You know, Shyamalan yeah, was behind that. Yeah, he produced it, but that was one of the best. See if you agree with me. This was one of the best Twilight Zone episodes that never was done as a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. It's short. It's quick. It does its job. It gets the fuck out. I like it. Easy A. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Okay, and next, who do you, outside of the writers of uh, the Friends of Eddie Coyle, who is the next best director or writer of Boston Noir ever? Well, from number one to number two, there is a bit of a drop-off. Uh, tell just tell me because I can't. I'm not. I'm not catching it. Ben Affleck, and fuck you. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. Gone baby, gone is fucking great. I I didn't like it. I don't know why. I, I'm sorry, uh, and I and I'll I'll blame it on me. But I didn't. I I'm not a big fan of his and his Boston trilogy. I'm not. I don't know why. I know, but it. I would rather fuck you. I will take the town and Gone Baby Gone, which I do agree is better than the town. 
I'd rather either, I'd rather have Eddie Coyle and killing them softly in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah, but that's in George a heartbeat. Higgins. That's number one. Exactly. Well, I'll take Higgins and I'll forget about Affleck. That's the way I feel. But what I'm talking about is I'll keep Affleck, but fuck the Departed. We'll get into that later. Catfish. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that fucking fake documentary bullshit. Jack goes boating with Seymour Seymour Hoffman. What do you think of that? It's only directorial. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It it doesn't hold together as well as it should. It's episodic, but I did like it. Next is Last Day of Summer, Leaves of Glass, Tim Blake Nelson, which should have been better, Reeves of Grass, which should have been better than it was. You will make a t- tall, dark stranger, which is light and fluffy. That's what Woody Allen's films became after O ten. Light, fluffy little movies. Okay. And then Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul, which might be one of Zack Snyder's best films and a very underrated animated film, too. I've never seen it, to be honest. It's not that bad. And next is what I consider the worst film of September, which you haven't seen, thank God. And that is, people wonder, where did Trump come from? Where did Trump come from? I say go back to 2010 and watch Wall Street Money Never Sleeps. You will see the guy, Gordon Gecko, who was the fucking devil back in the 80s and represented as the devil in that movie. Right, Carl? Right. They make him into this warm, lovable old man whose only goal is to get his get get his career back and get back with his daughter and his grandchild. <laughs> oh, the whole boy. movie and Oliver Stone directed this, so he's as guilty as the uh, everyone else. Makes him out to be this lovable, you know. Oh, we love you. You're our hero, Gecko. Oh, uh, no thanks. Not interested. And next to you again, and then buried, which is fucking great for what? I know. Well, you know what? There are two movies like that. There's buried, and there's 127 hours. Yeah. They're very similar. And Buried is fucking good. I mean, Ryan, it's basically Ryan Reynolds in the coffin for 90 minutes. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that would be intense, but if you have severe claustrophobia, don't watch this movie. Yeah, really. Agreed. Like Dandelion Dust, and now we're into the Norwegian Wood and we're in October. Uh, Case 39, Let Me In, which is shockingly good. Oh, I agree. And can I just say that Elias Kutsayas is, like, fucking awesome? Yeah. Seriously. And Matt Reeves did a hell of a fucking job on this one. I agree. And Coy Grace Mortez was great in this one, too. Richard Jenkins. Oh, yeah. Well, Richard Jenkins always fucking good. Oh, yeah. And they don't undertone the movie. No. And here is 
the best picture winner of this year. <laughs> the Social Network. I did not fucking watch this movie. I refuse to watch this movie. Fuck this movie. I don't want to see a movie about the jackoff who made Facebook. It's not the, the worst Zuck. film of the month. Okay. But it's crap. It shouldn't have won Best Picture. Spookly the Square Pumpkin. It's kind of a funny story. That's the name of the movie. Life as we know it. And here is the worst film of the movies. I wept because this truly was Wes Craven's worst film. My soul to take. You know what? I heard it was so bad I've never watched it. Uh, it is. Next is Secretariat, which wasn't that bad. It's a biography of a horse. Elite okay. Squad, the Within. The I Spit on Your Grave remake. Eh. It's basically the first half is the original I Spit on Your Grave, and the second half is... For some fucking reason, out of the fucking blue, she becomes a goddamn fucking trained Navy fucking SEAL with the kind of torture she puts on the guy. Lovely. Uh, inside Job, It's a Wonderful Afterlife, Nowhere Boy, Stone, eh. Tamara Do, Wild Target, Jackass 3D. All I gotta say about this, and he'll know it: Helen Mirren making love to a sniper rifle, and Carl knows exactly <laughs> what film I'm talking about. Absolutely, I just watched it. It was on uh, one of the channels the other night, and it's still fun as hell. And that yeah, would be red. And, and this was a real surprise. This was yeah. a surprise this year. Well, it shouldn't be. Helen Mirren, Bruce Willis, Morgan Freeman, John Malkovich, Carl Urban, Richard Dreyfus, Brian Cox. Brian fucking Cox in this movie just kills it. He has the best line. <laughs> when did you know she loved you? When she shot me. <laughs> How did you know? She'd missed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Carlos, Conviction, Hereafter, Paranormal Activity 2, Saw 3D, Genericus, Sequelus, those last two were, The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, Monsters, which wasn't that bad. Gareth Edwards. No, I like Monsters. I like Monsters. Uh, Crayon, Due Date, which sucked. Fair game for color girls. Mega Mind, which wasn't that bad. No, I liked Mega Mind. I liked Mega Mind. That's, yeah, that's a fun 127 movie. hours, which wasn't that bad. No. It wasn't as good as Buried. Buried is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But then 127 Hours breaks the rule. Which is? 
if you're going to have someone like Barry, does it ever leave that fucking coffin and buried? No. If you're going to have a claustrophobic environment, you can't fucking leave it. Because if your audience don't have the feeling of being trapped in there, too. Yep. Four Lions, which is one of the darkest fucking comedies I've ever fucking seen. Yep, agreed. You know they tried to get that cut out of the U.S. version? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, would the movie have worked without that dark, dark, dark fucking ending? Or no. in November now. Care Bears. Nope, not at all. Care Bears shines. Guy in Madeline on a park bench. Skyline. Unstoppable. Have you seen Unstoppable? And you're a Pittsburgh no. guy? Nope. And you're a Pittsburgh guy. I don't even know what the movie's about. I've never well, heard of it. Denzel Washington and Chris Pine with the Out of Control Train. I've never watched it. I never saw it. Now I know what you're oh. talking about, but I've never seen it. You know who directed it, don't you? N- nope. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Well, it's fucking good. Okay. And it's set in Pittsburgh. It's yeah, it's set right outside Pittsburgh. Cool. It's fun. You ought to try it. Okay. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. The next three days, which kind of sucked. Made in Dingingham. That's a and good little movie, by the way. Sally Hawkins. What? That's a good little film. What? Made in for November, and that is burlesque. Oh Jesus! Fuck you! This movie is so bad that even the gay community doesn't like it, and they love anything with share in it. That's true. This movie is horrid. And next is the movie that I love that Carl hasn't seen, which. Which I understand, because if you watch the trailers, the trailers are shit. And that would be Faster with Dwayne Johnson, Billy Bob Thornton, and Carla Gugino. It's a fucking bleak little noir slash action film. Hell, it slaps you in the face within the first three minutes, which I've shown you. Right, Carl? Right, Mm mm-hmm. And it's just, this is just one of the rocks best underrated action films. It's good. Love and Other Drugs. I love it. You know what Love and Other Drugs is really about, Carl? Love and Other Drugs? <laughs> no, it's about the guy who invented Viagra. Oh, cool. So they make it about Jake Gyllenhaal and Anne Hathaway fucking all through the film. All right. <laughs> it's one of those it could have been better. And then we got Tangled 
the Rapunzel remake. That's okay. Oh, and one of Carl's favorites. Uh-oh. The Nutcracker. Okay, okay. Worst film of the year. And uh, do, do you know who directed this? Andre Kotinovsky. Con- okay, and what movie of his do you love? What? Runaway fucking train. Yeah. I the would say this director... is not the worst version of the Nutcracker. Oh, no, no. Fuck you. Fuck you. This thing is absolutely fucking awful. I've never seen anything this bad. Seriously. I'm fucking Macaulay fucking. I'll take that one over this in a heartbeat. Have you seen this? Yes. It's horrid. But the one with Macaulay Culkin is horrid. I did not want to see fucking Macaulay Culkin at that age with a fucking crotch bolt cup. <laughs> well, I, I can understand that. <laughs> but this is worse. This is worse. Yeah, and we've made it to December with the most overrated and Darren Aronofsky ripping off Perfect Blue. And that is Black Swan. But it does have my line of the year in it, so, hey, I'm a hypocrite. Okay. My line of the year is when Vincent Cassell looks to Mally Fortin and says, I want you to go home and go fuck yourself. Yep. And the fact that he really means it. And I Love You, Philip Morris, which is the gay film with Jim Carrey and Ewan McGuagher. It's one of those films that I wish was good. It's actually not bad. Yeah, but it could have been so much better. It's another one I can't place why it doesn't go in the grave. Work, but it doesn't work, yeah. yeah. And here's me and Carl's pick for... Uh, most underrated of December. Most people don't like it, but we love it. And all I got to say is, fucking ninjas. <laughs> the Warrior's Way. This is one of the best trash movies ever made. I fucking love this movie. I do, I do, I do. It's wonderful. It's trashy. It's just fun. And next uh, Jeffrey Rush just hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Jeffrey Rush in this movie is just so good. So yeah, you got to see yeah. the Warriors. Everybody Warriors. is having a fucking blast in this movie, and what's wrong with that? Nothing, not one goddamn thing. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I love it to death, too. It took me a while to see it, but Carl talked me into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, Carl. And Carl's like, you got to see this shit, man. You got to see this shit, man. I'm like, eh. He's like, no, man, you got to see this shit, man. You really got to see this shit. So finally I did, and I was like, ah, damn, this is good. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a uh, revenge Movie, you know, with ninjas, 
that basically Jordorowski basically directed. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, seriously. It's a great little film. It's so much fun. Yep. Okay, go on, Stephen. Okay. We'll see. We were at... Da, 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 da. Night catches us. I don't know why the fuck he'd want to catch us. Here's George, a very monkey Christmas. And this is the one where the man in the yellow hat spanks his monkey at the end of the film. <laughs> yep. The Chronicle of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Trader. You know, honestly, and everyone who loves the books agree, I wish they would have skipped the second one. Yeah. It sucks. Even he agrees that it sucks, the writer. Right. And speaking of bad, we have probably the worst film of uh, December, and that would be The Tourist. Let's make a suspense film with no suspense, have a twist in the movie that's not a twist, and just make it Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie looking pretty throughout the movie. It sucked. Yeah, it's not good. I agree. Frankie and Alice. Oh, and... Julie Taymor's The Tempest. You know, great best. idea. Let's change. Let's change. Uh, uh, sex. Let's have Ellen Mirren do the, the the lead role of the magician. Yeah. Sorry, it doesn't work. Doesn't no, work. No, it's great. It's the best version of the Tempest ever. Every other film version of the Tempest is shit compared to this. Uh, fuck you. And you know, <laughs> you know, you're debating me on this, okay? <laughs> Best version of that is the one. What? Yeah, you're baiting me. Whatever. (laughs) He loves the 1980 version because he has a crush on Molly Ringwald. Nope, because it's fucking Helen Mirren. Um, Well, no, it's not Helen Mirren. It's Gina Rollins and John Cassavetes. Fuck you. Next is The Fighter, which isn't that bad. It's your generic boxing movie, but sometimes, if it works, why change it? True. How would you know? Because I watched him in movies. But James L. Brooks, I think this is... I tried watching this film as a fucking mess. Next is a movie that I don't know why they put it out. This might be the worst film of the year for me, and that's Tron Legacy. It's not good. No. Which is a shame. And here's Carl, what a Carl's favorite, Yogi Bear. Pass on! Oh, and here's the (laughs) fake version of it. Uh, Casino Jack. Next is Rabbit Hole, John Cameron Mitchell. This movie sucked after his first two films. I love the Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I loved Short Bus. 
I love the short bus. Happened with Rabbit Hole. I don't know, but it didn't work. Next is Little Flockers, a movie based on Hey, they got fucker at the end of their name and they're Jewish. Yeah. And next is a movie that I do agree with you. Jeff Bridges should have won the Oscar for this. And this was the only film that I got out to see in the theaters in December. Okay. And that is the Coen Brothers' True Grit. God damn, is this a good movie. Yes, it is. It's really, really good. It really is. It's a great, it's a great update of it. It's more, uh, it's closer to the novel than yeah. than the. Uh, and it's just so good. It well, really you remember is. with the first one, uh, John Wayne came in wanting to do the novel, and the producers wanted to do. A John Wayne movie. A John Wayne movie. Right. John Wayne wanted to have that original ending of uh, Rooster Cogburn being dead. Right. And the whole thing of uh, the sher- the them basically saying that the sheriff character died. Not the sheriff, oh. the other character, the one played by uh, da, 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 da. Glenn Campbell. Uh, Matt Damon dying. Right. And and let's face it, the other thing too, let's not forget, it's Barry fucking Pepper. You know they should have had Barry Pepper play Ned Pepper just because. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, or it could have been the Angelina Jolie movie Salt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Salt and Pepper. Hey, just listen to this: <laughs> Jeff Bridges, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, Haley Stanfield. Why hasn't she done anything besides this? She has. She's oh. doing TV these days, but she has. She's good. This is somewhere by Sophia Coppola. And that's why I wonder where her good films went. I'm like, where did your good films go? You you make shit nowadays. Oh, God. What? One of the worst adaptions of a book ever, Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Oh, Jesus. Why did you even have to fucking mention that? So I can say, why the fuck do they take a novel... That's fucking political satire and mean bitter too. And always turn it into a kiddie movie. Though and when you get a hold of the book as a kid, you're like, What is he talking about? This is so way over my fucking head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Next Absolutely. is Another year. Beautiful, Blue Valentine, and we're done. You forgot a movie because we haven't what? talked about it. What? One of my favorite movies of this year, and what? you missed it. What? Barney's version. 
Oh, Barnum's Yeah. Party. This huh? is you. part of the... Uh, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll, I'll take it from Daddy Kravitz I'll take it universe. From exactly. Mordecai Rich Rickler is a Jewish writer that's out of Montreal. Uh, one of my favorite authors. And uh, he did uh, the first film that was based on his work was The Apprenticeship of Duty Kravitz, uh, which was um, uh, directed by, uh, um, oh, come on. Come on, Carl. Uh, The guy who did First Blood, Ted Kotcheff. Yeah. Was directed by Ted Kotcheff. And uh, um, then Jonah in the year uh, uh, 2000, was also done by him, and that that starred. Uh, um, uh, oh, I can't think right now. Uh, but anyway, this is a film that's set in the same universe. Duty Kravitz is actually a character in this, and you have Paul Giamatti as the main character, and it's a very bittersweet, bitter, brittle comedy. Uh, nobody's likable. He's an asshole. He's still an asshole at the end. And that's the wonderful thing about the movie. But the whole uh, it, movie is about Barney's version of the way things went down. Right, exactly. And and it also is about his relationship with his father. Father is played by Dustin Hoffman in one of his best later roles. Uh, was- you know, that seems now, to be now, a Tomat- motivating factor in all of Mordecai Rickler's uh, fiction, isn't oh. it? Yes, it's 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 all about father son relationships, and you have to realize when I read uh, Rickler's, when I read Duty Kravitz, I was relatively young and I was having issues with my dad, <clears throat> and so I got it, and so. <clears throat> I've been a fan all these years, and um, this is an excellent, excellent a- adaptation of the work. Jamadi is fantastic. He uh, was not up for an Oscar, of course, but he was up for Best Actor at the Genies, which is uh, 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 Canada's Canadian version. Canadian Oscars. Canadian Oscars. Uh, and uh, really fine film. And so uh, I would definitely recommend that movie very highly. And then my top ten. Easily. As a year, 2010, you could really tell a change in filmmaking was really coming because you really did start to see different things pop up that you didn't see in the... Well, if you really look at 2000, 2009, they really didn't have a fucking identity. No. No. Nope. But but uh and, Go ahead. Well well I was just gonna say they didn't have an identity, but if you look at the films that we talked about and you look at the films that that we each like, and we do agree on some of them, um uh, there is there was there's good material out there you sorta of have to dig. It's not the stuff that wins the Oscars. It's not the stuff that everybody knows. Sometimes you just got to dig and you'll find wonderful gems uh, like um, The Warrior's Way and Daybreakers or Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll or Harry Brown. Or Centurion. You know, or Centurion. I mean, they're out there. 
They're out there, no question. And get low, too. Get low is a oh, wonderful thing. Yeah. Okay, real quick, my top five would be, uh, number one would be Get Low. Number mm-hmm. two, Brooklyn's Finest. Number three, Machete. Number four, Faster. And number five, probably Despicable Me. Okay. Well, for me, uh, top five. I had top ten. But top five, I'd have to go uh, True Grit, Harry Brown. You're not going to like this. Dog Tooth, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, and Barney's Version. Put those five together, and you pretty much have a pretty good idea of the top ten of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that Get Low is on there. Mainstream. Though, At, Dog Tooth did get a lot of love. Yeah. Not as much uh, as it uh, probably deserved, according to Carl, but... Yeah. Uh, the the other thing, too, is is we talked we just talked about it. If you know, if you talk about the hidden gem of the year, for me, it's got to be between the Warriors' way uh, and and um, and Daybreakers, and you could throw the crazies in there too. Yeah, if I was gonna pick the top ten, it would be the Warriors' way, faster, the crazies, uh, uh, Centurion. All of those are great that just got... Centurion didn't even get the fucking theaters. It went straight to DVD. Yeah, I know, which is a goddamn fucking shame. It's another one I've seen on HD.net. Yeah. All I've seen was Nero Marshall in da-da-da, and I'm like, okay, I'm there. Mm Mm-hmm. And my worst three from, from number three would be Sex in the City 2. Survival of the Dead and the Nutcracker. Only one that go. I would add on there is probably Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Otherwise, he's pretty much got the same one I would put. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and please avoid any animal movies in 2010. Oh, God. <clears throat> no animal movies, and you'll be fine. All right, Stephen, I need to go because I need to have a Yeah, nerd. it's a little while. Thank you. And uh, next week we're going to be having the one and only Michael House, and we're going to be doing a live watch of Day of Anger. One of the most wild, one of the most under, one of the underrated spaghetti western films. And... In two weeks, I'll be the week of Thanksgiving, and at the last of this month, they'll be the week of Thanksgiving, and that's my week to torture Carl, and we have plans, but in case we have plans work out, we'll have a backup. We're going to watch some kind of shitty movie, because last yep, year we you are. tortured me 
by watching. Last time you tortured me by making me watch uh, something else, so I need payback for that. I still owe okay. You for that. I can I can work with that. I can work with that. All right, Stephen. Listen, thank you very Good much night. for having thank me on. Really listening. appreciate it. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. Bye. Wait, Carl. Go ahead. Yeah. What do you have going on Friday at the Deviant Legion? Uh, well, uh, this Friday, um, we're going to be doing a show, and I'm going to post it, actually. Um, think about this, because this is a good question. Take a movie from at least 20 years ago or previous to that that you want to have remade, but it can have been remade during that time, and it can't be a remake itself. So what movies from the 70s or 80s do you think need to be remade that have never been remade before? Think about that. That's a good question. That's a good one. Yeah. I'll post that question on my wall. Yeah, post that question on not. Okay, cool. And Do that for me. I appreciate what it. does Adam have in store for his next show? Um, we are going to be doing this is two weeks for Adam, uh, because my show will be next week. Um, he's going to be doing television specials and television animation, like uh, Peanuts and Dr. Seuss and things of that sort. So that'll be a lot. I miss those. Yeah. So do I. So do I. So that's what we have planned on Deviant Legion. Thanks thanks for coming over and listening to us when you do. Appreciate it. Okay. And good night, everybody, and see you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, Stephen, for having me on. Okay, bye. Good night. This is the end as soon as I find a clip. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.